Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Meow meow. Who wants some meow meow for the 99th episode? Let's get off our trees with meow meow. The legal high of choice. Is that MCAT? Or do Don't I, know. Is that a different thing? Don't know, mate. No. Not no. sure. MCAT's big in Hartlepool, where I'm from. Is it? Yeah, it's a cheap cocaine. <laughs> is it really still big now? Because I thought that was like a 2008, 2009 type. Thing. Yeah, maybe there was some, uh, when it was the EU MCAT mountain that uh, the Hartlepoolians managed to get hold of and uh, mm. just got out of a tree, mate. Welcome to the Puke and Leet show. Yeah, we're uh, back. Episode 99, as Pete said, gearing up for the big 100. We're on the precipice of greatness, or just <laughs> longevity, I'm not really sure which. Welcome to, yeah, to episode 99 mm. of Luke and Pete show, an unplanned half hour or so, where we just talk about whatever we want, followed up by some of your lovely emails. If you're a new listener to the show, you know, we'll judge each listener on their merits, but mm. you're probably welcome. I just so want their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that of course is Peter Donaldson I'm Luke Moore recently on the Luke and Pete show we've talked a bit of Keith Moon a bit of tech deck theft and mm. if you're of my age you might have to look that up tech, tech decks oh the tiny wee um, yeah. skateboards for kids um, a bit crucifixion chat yeah between friends I know a couple of people who are fascinated by the idea that uh, you don't die because of the nails you die because of your own body Apparently, well, I've got an update on that. Actually. Okay, I the, tried a bit of uh, crucifixion myself. The si- oh God, well, maybe you can give us an update on that side of it. But mm. the scientific consensus apparently is slightly different to the email we read out recently, oh, and more than that later. A bit more of a village fates. I mean, I've never seen a crucifixion. Oh, uh, sorry, at a village I, was, I thought you were saying that there was some kind of crucifixion situation going on at the village fates no. next to the coffee morning bean. Imagine book that. Imagine you, you, you wake up Sunday morning, have a coffee, and you think it's a lovely day. There's a village fate yeah. nearby. It's a five minute drive away. Yeah. I'm going to walk. <laughs> it's 15 minutes, yeah. um, and you get there, and the first thing you're greeted with is it's a public a, execution. Is a man, mm. uh, a bearded man of about 30, uh, on a crucifix, mm. or a man getting his uh, neck opened by a man in a hood. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not the it's spirit not, of things, is it's it? It's not cricket, is it? It's not Dunk the Clown, is it? No, it's not cricket. And we also talked a bit about the most expensive brandy in history, a taste of which was downed in one go uh, and toasted to Donald <laughs> Trump. Which, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. Because if, you, if you're someone who who is... I mean, admittedly, there's a good chance that if you're someone who requests the most expensive tot of brandy mm. around, you're probably going to be fairly obnoxious. Mm. But there's an outside chance you might be a man of good taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that wasn't the case in this instance. No. Uh, and, and him toasting uh, Donald Trump, I mean, I think it's worth um, giving him a little bit of credit in that they didn't... He, he wasn't necessarily toasting the character of Donald Trump. I think he was toasting the idea that um, one of the biggest economies in the world, one of the most influential economies in the world, uh, has a new premiere. Oh, okay. We should celebrate that and, and, and maybe... He will bring world peace. I mean, he won't. He'll no. fuck everything up. Donald Trump looks like he has been toasted. <laughs> Doesn't he already? No, thank you. I've been toasted quite enough. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what's been floating our boat sort of more recently, Pete. Mm. Um, are we starting to get more? I mean, we'll be more on this on Thursday for, for episode 100. Are we getting more reflective as, as we approach the big numbers, the big, the big century? Are you starting to sort of reassess what you've been doing with your life? Or well, we're looking backwards and things. Are you like, still enjoying it? Uh, I'm still enjoying, what, the show? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still I, enjoying life? Uh, no, God, no, never. No. Never. Do you find yourself catching yourself enjoying things and then stopping yourself? Yeah, that's pretty much how my, uh, myself works. What's my your threshold? Works. What's your threshold? Well, I've sort of kind of cajoled myself into having quite a canny, um, kind of lovely life um, so that anything that takes me more than an hour, it really upsets me and annoys <laughs> me. <laughs> like what? Give me an example. Um it's just anything. who cleans your do you clean your own flat yeah yeah washing up cleaning yeah. uh, you know sweeping anything like that cleaning the bathroom my toilets forever need needing a scrub I think certain listeners and certain people on the internet will be upset to hear that you clean your own flat because I think they want to st- use that as a stick to beat you with what do you mean well I think they would expect you to have a cleaner no no I, again I, I'm a bit left wing so I don't I think you should tidy up your own mess and we've been through this before on this show yeah but you can be you can be left wing and want to put money into the economy <laughs> <laughs> Why should you clean up your own mess? It's stupid. Well, no, I mean, realistically, you have to, you have to clean as you go, whatever, whatever yeah. the situation, don't you? Because you know, you... I mean, let, let, I mean, and the cleaner doesn't live with you. I had a visit, following you round. I had uh, Lord Ramble uh, after he'd been to cricket uh, as a visitor one late night uh, last week, and uh, he caught me in my pants playing a first-person shooter in a house that was only slightly livable in. What time was this? Um, about nine p.m. And what day? Monday, Wednesday. I think it's like a yeah, Monday, Monday. Monday. Yeah, I, I, I will always accept guests, but I'm just I, I will point it out now that my house is frequently a shit pit. Yeah. What's what's your work? What are your worst habits? Uh, well, I live alone, so um, not um, getting rid of empty um, shower gel bottles. It's like a ball pool at the bottom of my shower. That's the easiest thing in the world, though. Uh, it's not because you're in the shower and you're like oh, shower, shower, shower. And then you're out, and then you're like, oh shit, I forgot to get the bottles out you're, I mean with respect your flat is small so you yeah. can just go three or four steps into the bathroom and get them yeah you're right okay so that's your I live alone I use my oven as storage <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't it's, but it's, I could but I'm thinking about it if that's your worst habit that's not too bad <coughs> mm. is it uh, I walk we got I used to live across the road from a derelict building and now there's an office there so they always have like high powered meetings and I'm just walking around in my pants going hello is that the name of your first album? <laughs> I used to live a lot across the road from a derelict building. <laughs> Good, all right. Um, something that I that really um, grabbed my attention this week, Pete, mm. and I was, I, I'm hoping you're unaware of this because it's so up your street. That for me, the sweet spot is finding something that you're passionately interested in 
but also that you haven't already seen. Yeah, okay. And because you're part internet, it's very, very difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, now, tell me of the headline for this story uh, floats your boat. And I hope it floats those listening uh, as well, uh, their, their respective boats. boats. A lot of boats knocking about. Yeah. Um, listen to this. Stoned Kiwi, as in man from New Zealand, yes. breaks into zoo, mm-hmm. gets bashed by tiny monkeys. <laughs> gets bashed. Right? A 23-year-old man <laughs> who was high... Um, decided he wanted to grab and take home a squirrel monkey. Now, there's many okay. there's many problems with that, of course. Mm. Cruelty to animals being one. Two mm. being apparently it would massively break um, quite stringent um, security and public health protocols yeah. in New Zealand because they've got a big thing about invasive species and all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, if, if indeed it was in New Zealand. But anyway, I imagine it would mm. be a public health risk anyway. Um, and uh, But anyway, did it, and he, uh, apparently he grabbed some bulk croppers um, smash for a couple of padlocks mm. because he noticed that I think the security on that particular enclosure it was, it was the great. easiest monkey to grab. I mean, yeah, and, and you would probably think that if you if someone said to you, right, you know, this 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 message will self destruct in a minute, but here's what you've got to do: I'm going to kill all your family or whatever. You've mm. got to go and steal any type of primate. I would watch that film from a zoo. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good film. <laughs> um, you'd probably go. F- I mean, you would be forgiven for going for a squirrel monkey because they're small. They're quite small, yeah, and, and adorable. They've got little cute little noses. So apparently, um, apparently, so he, he goes ahead and, and tries to do this. He bypassed an unsecured gate, broke through two padlocks, and it wasn't New Zealand, it was at Wellington, in Wellington Zoo, apparently. And he was going to catch one of the zoo squirrel monkeys. Mm. Um, he wanted to take it home to his girlfriend. I mean, the, exu- <laughs> the, exu- the exuberance of youth. What actually happened, but, and sadly, two, two of the squirrel monkeys were injured in this incident, which oh. obviously is, is dreadful. But um, the name of the guy, which escapes me, jo- uh, John someone, John sadly um, came out of the cage with a broken leg, two fractured, <laughs> two fractured teeth, a sprained ankle, and bruises all over his body. Sorry, like how did he do that? Apparently, have they just descended. They just descended on him. You can't break a, a squirrel monkey. Cannot break someone's leg. He clearly just fell over. How many of them know? Listen, you know that age-old question about would you rather fight like a lion-sized duck or? Well, he got his answer, duck? didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got his answer. They're the injuries Ten he came out with. Monkey. How did he get the two fractured teeth? Why yeah, didn't just give him a right hander? <laughs> I love it. I love that. Smashed a nut in his face. <laughs> the squirrel monkeys are not squirrels, Pete. Don't be a dick. One thing, the only thing that could make this story better would be that if he came out covered in monkey shit because they were just flinging <laughs> shit at him from the trees. I think I always find like the, the you know chimps throwing shit and monkeys throwing shit as being a bit of a misnomer. Right. I worked in the zoo. I never saw that happen. I saw the master bit lots of times because they see you as a kindred spirit. That's right. <laughs> but apparently, this guy he had he had been um, he was wanted for a load of unrelated offences anyway. Oh, um, monkey so, related offences. Yeah, is that, does that no, count as unrelated? Other ones, yeah, okay. other ones. And so he ended up. I think he ended up going inside uh, for a bit. Um, but apparently, yeah, squirrel, squirrel monkeys only grow to thirty-five centimeters and weigh no more than a kilo. Oh, that's um, so cute. But they've got the largest brain-to-body mass ratio of all the primates. Oh, so including they probably, us. They're pretty outthought him. <laughs> <laughs> set him a series of challenges so he could get out like Home Alone yeah, yeah it is but there you go so I thought you'd enjoy that mate mm. uh, I, I did had, enjoy it. you that. hadn't seen that story before no no I hadn't and uh, I, on the uh, on the football ramble our other our sister station our mother station if you will our mothership um, I, I had a nightmare didn't I with the old monkeys I was trying to count to ten kinds of monkeys you didn't even say squirrel monkey no I didn't no, no they, they don't come to mind to be honest but I did say le- I said lemurs were monkeys they're not they're, they are primates but they're uh Obviously. I was surprised when you said that, and yeah. I called you out on it on the show. Yeah. And I think it's a sort of error that a man of your no. estimable Dreadful. Um, knowledge shouldn't, I got shouldn't conf- be. I got confused by their uh, by their tails. I always think because yeah, uh, all monkeys have tails. 
macaques and monkeys. That's but lemurs, have, have, as far as I understand it, lemurs have um, have evolved independently, right? Mm. And you only get them on what Madagascar, maybe. Yeah. And so that that they're they're that's a why they've evolved completely different yeah. to everything else. And 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 no on natural the, predators. They've got the, two tongues. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. One one hard tongue to um, groom each other. I'll keep going. <laughs> oh, I'd love a second tongue. It's not one of those Japanese porn movies again, is it? <laughs> um, you know, also, um, one thing that's fascinating about that is, you know the the species native to Madagascar called the eye-eye? Mm. It's got a really long, long finger to get finger. termites and stuff. Yeah, well, apparently, evolutionary speaking, yeah. that finger performs exactly the same role as woodpeckers do in Northern Europe. Ah, is that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Tapping, yeah. tapping and Pulling out bugs and that kind of stuff, grubs yeah. and that's apparently exactly it works in exactly the same way, but it's evolved independently. They look divergent like, evolution, I think it's called, lot, or convergent. They evolution. They look like uh, they look like bats. They're weird little things. You never see. You never if you if you ever are lucky enough to be in a zoo where there's an eye eye, you will rarely see them because I think they're almost completely nocturnal. They're, they're incredibly they've, strange they've, things. They've got one at um, Bristol Zoo, mm. and it's almost impossible to see it. And, yeah. and it's in the in the um, what would you call the enclosure where it's always nighttime, a nocturnal enclosure, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it just sits at the back. But but the thing about that is the reason they became so endangered is because local people thought that they would steal their souls and stuff yeah, yeah. If, they, if they caught eye contact with them. Which if you come from a, a different background to us. I mean, it's sort of understandable, really. That's a because, spooky looking animal. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be completely. If I saw one now, if I'm walking back down, you know, Upper Street in Islington, mm. and I'm presented with an eye going mm. through one of the bins, I would shit a brick. <laughs> I'd absolutely shit a brick. But it's like he's like the. Um, I don't think it was the spookiest thing. Paul Bearer from the wrestling. <laughs> if you yeah. saw Paul Bearer walking That's down the street, that's his full name, like, Paul Bearer from the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you saw him walking down the street with an urn, you'd be like, "Oh, stay away from that yeah. guy." But I find it... He's either spooky or mental. I'm not having either. No, it could be both. Mm. I've, I've got a situation where um, a fox keeps digging up my garden. Yeah. So I have to keep going fox. out there and repairing the flower beds and stuff. And if I go out there on my own at night and I come face to face with a fox, mm. I wouldn't say I'm scared, but there's like an element of sort of intimidation. Yeah. And that's just a fox. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I read that. I read that tabloid story years ago about the fox that stole that baby or whatever. Mm. I know that's probably not true. I can't really remember the detail. But there's an element of sort of, sort of jeopardy there. Yeah. If it if you were living in Africa or, or somewhere where they actually have quite dangerous animals, I mean, you went out to your back garden. I mean, I mean, it happens up in where where my wife's from. You know, mm. you, sometimes you, you get um, bears going through the bins and stuff. I mean, you absolutely shit yourself. I've got to go camping in Zimbabwe in a few weeks' time. I've, uh, well, got that's to... a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me more. I got got. Um, remember, I went to Kenya last year and I saw that hippo get hit in the face with a tray. By the T-tray. way, tray clang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got to go to Zimbabwe uh, in a week's time. Um, and I've got a um, bed down in a in a tent, I believe. What's the what's the, what's the um... same charity? Practical okay. action uh, to do great work in um, yeah Zimbabwe. Well, we look forward to hearing Zimbabwe about that. Zimbabwe's like a wh- like you got to fly to either Nairobi or you got to change in South Africa and fly back up again. It's crazy. Johannesburg, you got to fly back up again. You can't fly direct to Zimbabwe. No, sixteen hours. Why Is can't it... you fly direct there? I, I, I don't know. It might be there. Then you surely you can fly to Harare, no? No, you can't. Weird. You can't fly direct. Um, or they, or they certainly nobody. Not anymore. Anyway, I was reading. Um, I think. I think just just the fact that the country's a bit of a fucking mess politically. I think it's or Air Zimbabwe is not a lot of flight. They're one of those kind of band airlines. I read only this morning. That, um, <coughs> you, you got a little sniffle. I got, I got a cough. Cough. I've had it right. for like two weeks. Terrible. Um, I was reading only this morning, and it's going to sound like I'm saying this just to shit you up, but I genuinely didn't <gasps> read it. And um, that they've banned public assembly in the short term in Zimbabwe because there's been a cholera outbreak. Oh. And um, I think they might, they might be quite close to st- uh, declaring a state of emergency. Oh, good. Oh, good. I've had me... That I might just be an sh- anticipation of you turn up. I had me, sh- <laughs> me shots for Kenya, to be fair. 
Okay. But if it ruins my holiday, that's <laughs> two weeks later, I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> it's not a holiday, it's a working trip. No, if it ruins my holiday um, afterwards, I go um, on holiday afterwards, don't I? The only other question I had for you this, this time yes. around, Peter, is um, I was having a conversation with a couple of pals, um, and I mean, I'm assuming you've got nothing to bring to the table today, so that's why I'm doing this. Right, okay. Uh, is that a what, fair, fair assumption? Well, I've got a few things. Oh, go on then. No, you go ahead. Mark Wahlberg's, oh, Mark this is Wahlberg's good. Yes. daily regime. Absolutely great. You're, you're, you're bang on to bring this up. Um, now, one thing that hasn't been made about this, do you want, do you want to take listeners through it quickly in case they haven't heard, heard Mark it Wahlberg first? is um, currently training for some film where he's got to look a bit buff, uh, and everyone's gone wild online about it. It's called his... Mile 22, is it not? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, and basically, he posts on Instagram his daily routine, and it's rather shocking. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird and shocking. At uh, 2.30 a.m. 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 Wake up. <laughs> already? Already it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> 2.45 a.m. Prayer time. What's he doing in that 15 minutes, Pete? Wank. He's, thinking, he, he's probably <laughs> quick wank. spending 14 of those minutes. Guys, fucking 2.30 a.m. Why what am I doing, doing this? Yeah. 2.45 prayer time. Uh, 3.15 a.m. breakfast. That's half an hour for prayers. Uh, 3.40 to 5.15 a.m. A workout. Then 5.30 a.m., a post-workout meal. 6 a.m., shower. 7.30 a.m., golf. And he only has half an hour for golf. Driving range, mate. Which bang is, a few, just bang a few, a few balls. Hit a few yeah. balls. Um, 8 a.m., snack. Um, 9.30 a.m., cryo-chamber recovery after the snack. Um, and that goes on for an hour. So he's got half an hour for golf and an, an hour, hour for cryo-chamber. A whole hour, cryo-chamber. You're only allowed to stay in those for five minutes. Um, 10.30 a.m., snack. Uh, 11 a.m., family time, slash meeting, slash work calls. No acting in any of his <laughs> yeah. No practicing his craft. Yeah. Um, 11 a.m., family time, etc. Uh, 1 p.m., uh, lunch. Uh, 2 p.m., meetings, work calls. Uh, 3 p.m., pick up the kids at school. 3.30 p.m., snack. Uh, 4 p.m., workout number two. Uh, then 5 p.m., it's a shower. Then 5.30 p.m., dinner, family time. And then 7.30 p.m., bedtime. So he's getting his head down at 7.30, to be fair. So <laughs> Like my dad. If you, yeah. Apart from the workouts and the cryo chamber and the golf. And the DVDs. No, not, and no, 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 enough DVD, DVDs. no, 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 If you're going to bed, so, and I understand people's body clocks are different, so if you're going to bed at 7.30, I mean, you're getting up at 2.30, mm. that's seven hours or whatever it is. That's okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. But He should have a snap at this, a snap. He should have a, a snack in the afternoon. Sorry, not a snack. Literally asleep. He should yeah. have a little nap. Why isn't anyone replying to him saying, why are you telling us this? Why are you telling us this? What? Well, uh, it reminded me of the um, Hunter S. Thompson's daily routine. I haven't seen Did that. Did you ever read that back in the day? Um, this, is, this, is, uh, this was in his uh, biography uh, by E. Jean Carroll, uh, the, strange life of, the Strange and Savage Life of Hunter S. Thompson. A little bit different to Mark Wahlberg's. Yeah. 3pm, rise. Uh, 3.05, Shiva's uh, Regal with the morning papers. Love Dun- that. Dunhill, uh, Dunhill cigarette. 3.45, cocaine. Uh, 3.50, another glass of Shiva's Dunhill. Um, uh, four or five. Uh, first cup of coffee, Dunhill. Uh, four fifteen, more cocaine. Uh, four sixteen, orange juice and a Dunhill. Four thirty, cocaine. Four fifty four, cocaine. Four <laughs> off. Uh, five or five, cocaine. Five eleven, coffee, Dunhills. Cocaine then coffee. That's I mean, overkill. That is, yeah. I mean, I know the Dunhills are taking the edge off. I don't know, but five thirty, more ice in the Shivas. Um, five forty five, cocaine. Uh, six p.m. Grass to take the edge off. <laughs> Do you know what the big difference, Pete? <laughs> Apart from the obvious between this and Mark Wahlberg's, is that Hunter S. Thompson has clearly had to have someone else doing this for him. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this is this is probably more accurate because yeah. they're literally just watching what he's yeah. doing. At uh, seven or five p.m., Woody Creek uh, Tavern for lunch. Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tomatoes, coleslaw, 
uh, a taco salad, a double order of onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no problem with which, that. Which is a glass of shredded ice over which is poured three or four jiggers of shivas. Um, 9 p.m. cocaine. 10 p.m. drops acid. Uh, 11 p.m. chartreuse. What's chartreuse? Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Not sure. that, it's, it's some kind of liquor, isn't it? Uh, cocaine and grass. Um, I mean, there's a lot of uppers and downers there, isn't there? There's a chartreuse lot of, like, is a French liquor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. up and down. Um, uh, 11.30 cocaine. Midnight. Ready to write. <laughs> a lot of prep. A lot of prep. Uh, and then between 12 and 6 in the morning, uh, cocaine, grass, shivas, chatras, uh, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice and gin. 6am, he ends the evening in the hot tub, <laughs> fettuccine, Alfredo, Dove bars and uh, champagne. Dove bars is the soap, is that right? Dove bars? Don't know. God knows. He's getting the grapefruit in there. You've got to get your five a day. Yeah, and then 8am, he takes uh, Halcyon, which is, uh, I think, an old school um, opiate uh, sleeping tablet. And then uh, 20 past eight, he's asleep. Twenty past eight, huh? I mean, so that's what's going to happen for um, episode hundred. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow his routine. Um, apparently, uh, twelve a.m. ready to podcast. Dove Bar is an is a American ice cream. Apparently. <coughs> oh apparently, right, okay. Apparently, ah, oh, that makes sense. Um, that so, I mean, who's got the more healthier lifestyle there? Well, um, I think really you've got a pitch in between, haven't you? He was very um, svelte, was Huntress Thompson. Yeah, for all that food, all see, that food see, as well. Yeah, the experience I have of people behaving in that way mm. which is obviously not as not as experienced as Hunter S. Thompson mm. is that they're all quite skinny because they just don't eat yeah none of them eat there's no but time I mean, for food if they, I mean if, they, if they're doing that much if they're dropping that much fucking um, chisel they would probably chisel. they would probably um, surely their bodies would work off the, the muscle uh, work off the fat yeah. mark, maybe I don't know maybe. But you're, you're a much slimmer man than me so why don't you tell I me I do a lot of cork in there I like cork there we go yeah. um, I, I think if you're if you're aiming for a, some sort of daily routine don't go too far, Wahlberg, but don't go too far, Thompson. <laughs> little, nice, little bit of what you yeah. like does you good, yeah. but everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting for Mark Wahlberg to have the um, bit in his day at three in the morning to go out and repair the flower beds because the fox has fucking no. dug it up again. No, none of that. None mm. of that. There we go. All right, so, listen. Uh, speaking of uh, eating well, before we get to uh, any emails, we, I know we're cracking on a bit. Mm. Um, actually, uh, we'll do a quick ad break and I'll come back with uh, my, my thoughts on veganism. Oh, good. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The problem appears to be... We had him last week. Let's have someone else. So, the first step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're holding pooping. And it should sound a lot like this. (laughs) Great payoff, that. Someone someone on WhatsApp just sent me a um, a, a sexy lady in the form of an ASCII uh, little, little picture. It's a pregnant lady. Is it? Oh. Yeah. She just I think she's just sticking her belly out. Yeah, maybe. For effect. Um I was just writing down the and, time. And that's why I didn't give her my seat on the tube. Um <laughs> Asky lady, get yeah. off. So you the, just made a characters, mate. The age old uh, saying about veganism, I'll start you off here. Right. I'll, I'll I'll um start the uh start the countdown. You can uh, you can take the full explosion. Mm. Um the a the age old saying about veganism is how do you know someone's a vegan? Because uh, they because they, they've told you or something. They tell you because yeah. they tell you. Yeah. So okay. what? what and so why don't you why don't you take the floor and tell us well, your I thoughts? Was, uh, it's not my thoughts. I was reading uh, in the Guardian. Um, we talk a lot about the meat disgusting fin, rag. The disgusting rag. <laughs> um, uh, we talk about like methane uh, and uh, basically livestock, and and if we all gave up meat. Um, we'd have a very different situation when it comes to releasing methane, oh, yeah. the ozone Cons- layer and stuff like consumption that. Consumption of meat is one of the worst contributors to climate mm, change. Yeah, exactly. But the carbon cost of ploughing fields for preparation for um, growing things right. is almost exactly the same. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, so up to 70% of the carbon in our cultivated soils has been lost to the atmosphere. So obviously when you rotate a, a, a crop um, field, uh, you're releasing a lot of carbon dioxide. So if you're kind of, um, unless you're sourcing your vegetari- veg- vegan products specifically from no-dig systems, like organic systems, you're basically participating in the same destruction of soil um, biomass and, and, and basically releasing, um, you know, promoting a system that deprives other species, including small animals, birds and reptiles of the right. conditions for life and significantly con- contributing to climate change yourself. So There's we can't, no win, we can't win, Luke. We can't win. You, we shouldn't. Let's just kill ourselves. Can't, why does everything end like that with you? Super cool. We've got to become, yeah, we've, got, cool. we've got to become one of those... Um, of those weird cults that only that insist that all they need is air and sunlight. <laughs> yes, and they they all die. I do that. Yeah, yeah. they all die eventually, yeah. don't they? So basically, there's nothing we can do, is what you're saying. No. I wonder if we could find out the most environmentally friendly way to live in terms of your diet consumption. Because I I knew the fact about meat, but I didn't know anything about that stuff. Mm. 
And, and one of the other things that contributes, as far as I'm aware, is this idea that, so back in the day, it used to be a se- lots of foods used to be seasonal. So mm. if you wanted an apple in mm. March... You're out well, of luck, mate. Yeah, Frick. because they, 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 they harvest in September or whatever. Mm. But when people started to get, um, obviously, cheap travel and fly and freight and that kind of stuff, you, you go and buy some blueberries from Sainsbury's, and they come from Chile or something. Mm. Oh, I, re- I remember yeah. a time when, there was no, when you just couldn't get certain um, fruits. Yeah. In, 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 in at various times, I seem to remember there being a lot of star fruits around. We don't eat as many star fruits anymore. They never really flo- I mean, No, they I, never did, really... I, I used to see them, but I don't think I ever used to have them. No, have we ever had a star fruit? I don't think I ever have. No, I don't what's think inside I... them? Do you what have to peel like? it. Yeah, they yeah. look like quite waxy kind of. I've uh, never had one. Are they citrus fruits? They look like citrus fruits. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we All should right. uh, get rid of the older generation in a um, in a, a method I like to call ubicity. Ubisite. Ubisite, yeah. Ubisite, which is a Japanese, uh, it literally means abandoning an old woman. Right. Which when you, when you Sounds like mam- a spin off of Uber. Abandoning a, uh, abandoning a parent is the uh, mythical practice of uh, genocide in Japan where you just take someone up, a, up a, a hill and just leave them there. I mean, what? How is that even a thing? What do you mean? Well, that's how they, what, to kill someone? Yeah, well, if, if... Because they can't fend for themselves. Yeah, if the family, if, if the family feels like the, um, the older generation isn't... Um, it's not effective to keep them keep them alive. They just take them to a. Uh, they used to take them to a big hill and just leave them there. Was there loads of them up there then? I think so. Yeah, apparently. I mean, it's it, it's reported that this is mythical, but right. Um, genocide has been practiced by, uh, or, or killing the the killing of uh, all the people have been practiced practiced by a lot of people. Once they start becoming a burden on the on the society and the community, huh. um, you just take your parents out. The, the, How the, awful the Inuits. So that was a big thing with them, wasn't it? The Inuits. I don't used know. To Leave them on a glacier or something. What does Stuart Donaldson think about this? Well, TikTok. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it reminds me of that. TikTok, I point to the watch you gave me. It, ra- <laughs> yeah, it reminds me yeah. of that advert with Peter Kay where he takes his mum to the old people's home and she's like, I'm only 55. And he's like, come on. And he puts a snooker, snooker table in her bedroom or whatever. Um, should we do a couple of emails? All right, then. I did promise an email re, uh, vis-a-vis the crucifixion, the crucifixion situation. Oh, Pete. yeah. The Crucifixion Situation. Mm. Uh, And this one's from Nick. It's a bit of an update. Now, we reported uh, a couple of episodes ago or so that um, when you are crucified, apparently, the way you die is asphyxiation. It's not anything to do with um, with, uh, the bleeding to death out of the wounds or Mm. or anything like that. Apparently, it's asphyxiation. But Nick from Manchester has been in touch. He said, hi, guys. The real reason for death by crucifixion being asphyxiation is, I'm afraid, a myth. All of this is from the excellent Mary Roach's book, Stiff, which is about the various uses of dead bodies for the purposes of anatomy labs and research and the like, and highly recommended. The myth comes from Dr. Pierre Barbet, who seems like a mix of the worst aspects of science and religion in a shitbag of a human being. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Nick. Most of his research was around proving the veracity of the Turin Shroud. A counter-study from Frederick Zugibe showed that it's easy to stand the position you would be if crucified for well over 45 minutes. Now, I don't necessarily think that's relevant because if you're going to be crucified they're not going to go oh, we'll give you half an hour Yeah, they're going to say you yeah. stand up there big lad mm. good luck uh, anyway a literature review from Maslin and Mitchell showed that there could be several possible causes but there's no support for the suffocation theory now apparently um, some of them are cardiac rupture heart failure hypovolemic shock acidosis asphyxia arrhythmia and pulmonary embolism can, but, I, can I add ennui to that list yeah, just bored just uh, one of one of the um, sucks. see if you can guess another one which I purposely haven't included there which I think you'll find fascinating give me another way that people crucified 2,000 years ago or whatever could possibly die mm, spine problem 
the no. vertebrae, a slip disc. It's more exciting than that. Oh, more and more vicious. Um, is it up my street? I think you'll find it interesting. Think back to what Pri-prism. we talked about at the top of this. Think about what we talked about at the top of this. Pripism. When, when the man who jumped into the uh, the monkey cage. Uh oh, I don't know. Attacked by wild animals. Oh, you're nailed right. up there, mate. You can't defend yourself. Yeah, but you're pretty high up, aren't you? Wow. This is an elephant. Well, oh, it's a giraffe. Got it. <laughs> it's going to nibble. <laughs> well, they're, my... they're here before, so you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, apparently attacked by wild animals has been reported. Oh. There we go, see? So I, the I crucifixion mean, conversation will just run and run. The data, let's ask the, um, where was the last one done? Saudi Arabia, was it? Yeah, about 2015, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> let's ask those guys. There we go. Oh, there you go. Have you got Fantastic. an email, Peter, next? Um, I've not got an email because um, I'm in the wrong account. Do you want to do one more? And I'll, sure. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and then that'll be in the show and we'll get on the 100 one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spirit. What do you want? Do you want butterfly effect? Do you want more parachute chat? Do you want first world war chat? Do you want tall person problems? Do you want uh, dad's bringing home stuff from work? Oh, dad's bringing stuff home from work, please. Okay, and the final one, the final one was going to be about meatloaf. So we'll <laughs> go with this one. Um, this is from, oh, it's anonymous. The guy doesn't want to be named. Mm. Weak uh, and, uh, <laughs> and cowardly. Um, so he says, hey, Luke and Pete. So I'm just writing down crucifixion here for oh. the right synopsis later. Okay. Um, hi, Luke and Pete. Catching up on the podcast and heard you talking about dad's bringing stuff home from work. Growing up, my dad owned a local news agent, and once or twice a year, he would hit the jackpot. Um, would... It's not a local news agent to me because it's far away. Yeah, okay. Growing up, my dad owned a news agent. Thank you. Um, and depending on where you live, it could be described as local. And once or twice a year, he would hit the jackpot. He would come home with a couple of retail boxes of panini stickers. Oh wow! They would have got lost in transit between the depot and the shop and we're talking World Cup and Premier League. <laughs> Me and my sister would diligently sit in the living room opening a pack after pack after pack, organising them by number and getting RSI from the peeling and sticking hundreds of them into our album. We had about 10 years worth of complete albums. The best bit was being king of the school playground for the next few weeks, dishing out unwanted swaps for whatever snacks my mates would have in their lunchboxes that day. Um, I prefer to stay anonymous so to not incriminate my dad. Uh, keep up the great work. Now, that's a brilliant story on the face of it. It's, it's ideal if you're 12 or whatever, 13, you're loving that. But I put it to you, Mr. Pete Donaldson, that part of the attraction of stickers is the jeopardy. Is that, will I get the one I want? Yeah. Can I swap with my pal? If you've got all of them, if you've got the keys to the spoils, castle. Spoils it. And also, um, but then, even then, even in a box full of um, stickers, that doesn't guarantee anything in particular, does it? No, but and I mean, sooner or later, you are going to hit the jackpot, though. And especially with uh, modern, uh, like, collectibles, things like Magic the Gathering and stuff, there's a there's a, yeah. a pretty decent trade of people um, opening up the boxes and then resealing them in a professional manner uh, okay. and then selling them selling them more um, uh, rare cards off. Excuse me. That's why we can't have nice things. That's why but can't there's, nice a, things. There's, a, there's a thread about modern life here, and it's as you get older, and it's as you get access to more, sort of, for want of a better word, stuff. Mm. The Jeopardy and Panini is, are you going to get what you want? Yeah. The, the idea of enjoying music for me was maybe only being able to afford one CD mm. and having to think very carefully about which one I wanted yeah. and then ruining the decision if I got it wrong or I didn't <laughs> like it. It's the same with when, you, when you've got a bit of disposable income and not even that much. Mm. You go into a shop and you say, oh, do you know what? I fancy, something. I fancy a little sweet treat. And you mm. can afford all of them. Yeah. So when you think, well, I don't know what I want because yeah. I can get I can get everything. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really underrated and sad part of growing up. Yeah, because you can just get everything you want. Yeah, well, not everything, but it, 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 with anything. It that doesn't you happen would to want. me with like cars. Anything or anything, houses. Anything that you would want uh, if you were like ten. Like you, everything I wanted at ten, I could buy. 
now. Yeah. And that's the most depressing thing. And what were those things? Top three things that you wanted when you were 10? Um, New inhaler? I remember being, I think I probably said this on the show before, but I remember telling my teacher, it was like, if I was a millionaire, very uh, capitalistic kind of uh, way of doing a, a, an assignment for the teacher, Mrs. Barlow. Yeah. Um, she uh, said, right, you've got to write a story about, you know, what would you do if you were really, really rich? And I wrote, I would, She's um, looking for ideas. I would, I would make, uh, no, I didn't say make love. I said, I would sleep <laughs> with Samantha Fox. I didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't really know what, uh, eight. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really know. Who you Samantha, couldn't do that now. I didn't you, really. What, it's a bad well, example. No, I know it's a bad example, but it, and, and it showed me to be a right little, little wrong. And, um, yeah. uh, I didn't know what sleeping with someone was and I didn't know who Samantha Fox was necessarily. What did the so, teacher say? Uh, she was like, do you even know what that means? She got really annoyed about it. But then that was the same teacher who came um, back from a weekend and made us um, disassemble um, or analyse the uh, lyrics to the song Lisa Stanfield uh, being around the world and I, I can't find my baby because I think she'd been through a breakup. Wow. And she was asking primary school kids That's to... Pretty specialist pr- teaching. <laughs> she this. was literally... But I, don't, I don't understand it's why because, you... It's because she's lost her baby and she's looking for her baby. Yeah. She loves this man. And she was clearly going through something. This, this Big student time. teacher. She's a young she's teacher. Tr- trying to, Poor Mrs. She's Barlow. throwing herself into her work. <laughs> but Pete, why did you think, because given the way that, that story about Sam Fox, mm. it was framed by your teacher as what you would do if you were a millionaire. I also, said that the... I, I also said that, I, well, I'll be rich and famous and be able to romance Samantha Fox into bed. But sleep, like, sleeping with Samantha Fox. I think yeah. she'd get anywhere. Yeah. All right, well, you weren't to know that when you were eight. No, I wasn't. Well, I clearly wasn't to know what sleeping was and, you know, why. No. It's a very cynical sort of thing that money and influence would buy me, uh, you know, the chance, the opportunity to hang out with Samantha Fox at eight years old. Yeah. I can remember, I can remember, Terrible. I can remember when I was about the same age, a group of kids in my school. So we would have been, I've probably been a bit older, maybe we'd been about 10. I remember a group of boys in my school saying that um, they wanted to start a petition to have a condom machine in the boys' toilet mm. at 10. <laughs> and looking back, uh, you've just reminded me of that. Uh, and looking back on that now, that's mad. Um, because there's absolutely no reason for that to exist. Mark, who uh, went to a all-boys Jewish school in North London, Haberdashers, um, who's a fellow who does Ali G, Sasha Baron yeah, Cohen. Yeah, yeah. He was in, uh, I think he was in either Mark's class or Mark's year, or maybe a couple of years. Or the, yeah. One more way to the, And he started a petition to um, put a tampon machine in the boys' toilets. Mental. <laughs> it's mad. I think, it? he got, I think he might have got it. No, shut I up. I think he might have got it. I shut don't know. Up. That's what Mark does anyway. All right, on that absolute <sighs> bombshell. I also said say. I wanted to own a oil company like GR from uh, Dallas. Now well. you're talking. This, yeah, that's good that's stuff. What I'm talking about, yeah. That's how you you were a young capitalist. I love it. And you've you've <laughs> and, never deviated and from sexual that. Sexual deviant and as good well. For, yeah, good for you. It's not right. I'm disappointed you, with my eight year old self. You, as eight years old, you wanted to romance Samantha Fox on an oil rig. Good for you. <laughs> an oily. Both of you dressed in overalls. Oily Samantha Fox. Yeah, you've got a big ratchet over your shoulder. Steady. Right. Um, we're back on Thursday for episode 100. What? I thought this was episode 100 when I came into the studio. Strap yourselves in, guys. It's going to be probably... The same. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.